0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Team Stripes podcast. You're listening to episode number 46. And on this episode, we have a very interesting guest on the show. I'm sure you've heard his story. He went viral last week with With a compelling story of uh, an encounter on the ice, let's say. His name's Matt Bell, and Matt's uh, been officiating for quite a few years now. He is currently attending the Royal Military College in Canada, and he also was a former attendee at the NHL Exposure Combine. So, uh, Matt, welcome to the uh, podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm happy to be here.
0: So, Matt, I'm sure a lot of folks out there will have heard your story, but I want to save the story for you, so... Tell us what's uh what happened here last week that really uh went viral what what's 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 the story
1: um so basically it was uh it was for me it was just another hockey game uh it was in one of the bigger tournaments that they have in ottawa uh i'm gonna name it cause I don't know if they want me naming it, but I'm sure most rats can can guess which one it is but uh and I was doing a team two teams that that I hadn't seen yet in the tournament um but I had, I had talked to before. They both seemed fine. And just right off the bat, uh, one of these teams was, uh, was really just had an issue with basically everything that I called, which not new for me, as most, most of your people that listen to you know that most people have bad games and most people get yelled at by coaches. It's just something that we deal with. Um, but what really took a turn for the worse was uh, after the handshake, and um, as the timekeeper uh was left the box to go talk to coaches to get numbers for for their own player of the games uh one of their dads stepped in the box uh and punched the glass uh and just just let go a stream of profanity uh and told me that I was a disgrace and, and that I should kill myself yeah he 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 uh he got escorted out of the rank still. Kicking and screaming, but uh, yeah, that was it. That left me a little bit rattled, I'll tell you that.
0: So, as officials, and you, you're a long time official, you've been doing this for for quite a few years. I mean, had you ever encountered anything quite like that in your career?
1: Never to that degree. I I, I had taken it as a as a point of pride that I'd never I'd never left the rink rattled until that day. Um, I, I've been screamed at, booed off the ice every, every, everything that a referee can have said to them minus this, but no, this was the first time that, that I actually had to look in the mirror and go, is this even worth it anymore? Cause that was, it was unreal.
0: And so I'm, I'm assuming you, you probably left the rink and you're sitting down and did it take you long to debate whether you sh- you know, you should, you should put out this story to, to folks that to offer it as a learning lesson. I mean, like what was the thought process after you left the rink?
1: So, so I just sat in the car for 10 minutes and, and my brother was actually on the game with me and I looked at him and I said, okay, someone, this, like, this has to stop. This, this can't be something that we just let happen. And, um, I said, you know, like, I, I got to write something about this. So, so I went home and I talked to, I talked to my parents, um, and they said, well, why don't you, uh, why don't you write something on Facebook? And then, so then I wrote it up on Facebook and then my mom had the the idea, put it on Twitter. A lot more people are active on Twitter and it's easier to share something from person to person on Twitter. So I went, okay, um I'll I'll do that. So then I typed it up on my notes, put it on Twitter and I guess here we are at this point.
0: And were you were you amazed at just how viral that message went?
1: Uh overwhelmed with the amount of support that, that I've been getting from a, from a whole variety of people. And it's been refs from all over, like, all over and many different sports I've had. I've been amazed that there's all who say, listen, I go through this on a daily basis. It's enough. And football refs who say this happens a lot and soccer refs. And it's been crazy that this has kind of pulled all the ref, like all the refing communities together.
0: And it's you. You mentioned it. It went to football and soccer, and uh, like, do you think this is just something that's not addressed enough or not talked about enough? Is this something that's sort of you know starting to come out of the shadows a little bit? do You think?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And, and with the rise of social media and the fact that we're videotaping every other altercation in the world, that I think we're going to start to see more and more of these parents getting videotaped and called out all, across all sports. Because yeah, it's, it, it was in the shadows and a lot of people just treat it as oh it's one parent i don't do that but if it's a, if it's a bunch of different parents on a bunch of different teams that let's say why bother talking to this guy for screaming at refs and it just keeps keeps go,
0: going on and on and i'm assuming a big part of why you wanted to get this message out like you're you're a veteran you've been at this for a while but like we might have those first second year referees that would would absolutely be petrified in terms of like dealing with something like that is that part of the reason why you wanted to share that message
1: That's a hundred percent who I wrote it for are those is so that we can start to protect these 14 and 15 year old referees. Because if you're a 14 or 15 year old kid, and you've been doing a job for a year or two years, and you get screamed and screamed at and berated like that, you're going to say, I don't want to do this anymore. Why would I bother pursuing this job? I can go find another job that probably paid less, but I'm not getting screamed at. So, so I just wrote that letter in the spirit uh, of helping those kids out because they need, they need to be protected because or else we're just going to run out of referees. And that's, that's the unfortunate consequence, but yeah, that's what happens.
0: And I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm interested to know, like, and I know we don't want to name any names, but like for you putting out that message, do you think that was a wake up call to a lot of these, these organizers outside of the refereeing community and they're kind of seeing just what's going on to the officials. So um,
1: what I've been, what what I've been shocked about the most is a lot of associations have been, have been retweeting this and saying we, we from now on, we didn't think this needed to be said, but there is now a no tolerance policy and abuse to referees. I've had, I think uh, there were a couple, there was an agent who replied and he said, if my, if I have a client whose parents act like this, they are no longer a client. And I think that slowly this message is getting across the hockey community, right? From associations to parents, to agents, to coaches. And I think everyone needs to take a minute to, to think about how we treat referees.
0: Yeah. And from your perspective, I mean, when you look at that, I mean, this is certainly not something new in the sense that, you know, officials have always kind of gone through levels of abuse across all sports, but I'm curious. Like, oh, yeah. do you think this is going to be an issue that we solve primarily as officials, or do you think it's going to have to really fall on you know a lot of these associations really jumping in here and taking charge of this? Like, what's what's what are your thoughts on that?
1: I I think that it that it's a uh, it's a problem that not even the associations or even the referees. I think it needs to be solved by the parents. By if if one if one token parent on the team is letting loose. Uh, a stream of slurs and profanity that they need to step up and say, Hey, that's enough. That's, that's not welcome here. So I think that, that it needs to be, there's nothing we can do truly as officials, because I know most of the refs out there know, like when you kick a parent out, there's, there's not often is there harsher penalties after that parent, parent leaves the ring. So I think that it's going to be more, at a team-based and a parent-based level, that, that these issues get solved.
0: Yeah, and the one thing I, I know I noticed in your in in, in in the message you put out, which I really I, I love to see, was the fact that you you're the first paragraph you put out. You mentioned that I think we all put our kids in sports to learn values. Like I, I think you mentioned discipline and respect, hard work, and that's great because I th- I come at it from the exact same angle. And do you think that maybe that at for, for, for folks putting their kids in sports, maybe we've gotten away from that a little bit to a, a win-at-all-cost mentality as opposed to maybe learning values. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that in, in general, I guess?
1: Um. So that's, uh, yeah, that's that's what I said in my message. And I, that's something that, like you, I, I, I live by is that at the end of the day, we're all there to have fun. Both teams are there to have fun. And as the refs, we have fun too. But yeah, no, I, I think that there is, more and more of a win at all cost mentality because um pe- people are just they want to win so much that they're willing to uh to, to debase another human being and, and I think that that's always been the goal of hockey is have fun but then also win, you know? So um yeah I just I feel like the that mentality is there and it's 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 much too strong. And I think we need to return to the values of what hockey what hockey is. It's it's to teach your kids how to be a good human being.
0: And I think that's that was one of the the things that I really took away from your message was that was you point what you pointed out right away. And I think it, it's a good lesson. And I am curious, Matt, like you you said you got a, a lot of support. Were were there any messages you got that kind of blew you away <laughs> in terms of folks reaching out to you that, that stuck with you?
1: Um I I couldn't even pinpoint a single one. Um Actually, you know what? That's not true. I, I I've had a lot of the uh, the the ones that I love the most were, it actually brought guys who had refed together uh, earlier on in their careers, and it became almost like they were sharing refing stories in the comments. And uh, I thought I thought that was it's it's a bad time to be for them to be reminiscing and because they're reminiscing about not cool not good stuff. But I found that uh, just seeing that I. I knew I wasn't alone, but just the amount of support and the amount of guys who were saying, "Listen, this happened back in the '80s when we did it, and they haven't done anything since. Let's start and do. Let's start changing this now." So I thought that was really cool. But just overall, the volume of support was was unreal.
0: Yeah, and and the one thing you you touched on too is you said that you really wanted to send this message okay. out to help those newcomers to officiating. And uh, from your from your perspective and from your sort of career in officiating, have you seen officials get chased out of the game in their first few seasons from from abuse
1: oh I, absolutely I think the so I think in my first year refing there were there were 20 guys and I think there's five or six of us left and not all of them left because of this behavior but I do know for a fact that there was a couple maybe three or four guys who just said I quit. I can't do this anymore. People are treating me like I'm not even a human being. That's why is this even worth it? And that's such a, th- those negative interactions are such a small part of the game that it, it, it almost breaks my heart a little bit to lose guys because reffing's fun. When you, when you're hot, ha- when you have a, 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 a fun game to ref, you love your job. And I think that we need to, we need to focus on that more than the negative aspects
0: of it yeah and and you talk about that it, like you talk about making this into a, into a positive sort of a uh, moment for for officials i mean for you how do we move forward i guess down the road like obviously you're, you're a younger guy and you're utilizing a, a tool like social media to really make a positive impact is that something that we need to really get into as officials and start to really maybe utilize that more or is there other solutions you see as as sort of being a way to combat this down the road
1: um, I, I think that we just, we just need to keep going out there and, and doing, doing our jobs because at the end of the day, we're, we're there to ref a hockey game. And now that this, this conversation has been started, I think we're going to see a lot more teams who, who take a no tolerance approach to how we treat refs And, and I think if we, if ref, we as refs keep going out and we keep, Doing what we do do best, and that's ref hockey games. I think that we can we can start to to change this culture.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's a conversation, and you touched on the fact that you know you know you, you some older so well, older some some veterans let's call them have been around for forever said this has been this has been an issue that's been existing for a long time, and certainly on my end I've heard the exact same thing where this hasn't really changed in 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 thirty forty years, and I mean for you, do you think because of you know, maybe, maybe the tools out there that we can finally make a positive change. I mean, certainly like you guys, like guys like yourself have made a great step forward in getting that word out there. But do you think this is finally the opportunity to really address this first and and foremost?
1: I think so. I think this is, this is, we're now, we're now in the time when we can, we can have this conversation as referees with parents saying, listen, uh, you're going to run out of us. There's not going to be any, any referees left if you keep driving us out. And, and we don't, we don't want to quit and you don't want us to quit. So I think that, I think that this is now a time where we can, we can start to open up that dialogue between referees and parents.
0: And, on that note too i mean like as officials i think you, you mentioned a lot of officials reached out to you and 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 could sympathize and, or you know probably had times in their games or maybe it wasn't as bad as getting threatened you know but they've been in difficult situations but did you encounter any parents or any hockey players that reached out to you and said maybe hey you know i never knew there was maybe a human underneath that referee jersey i didn't know that you know that that you guys felt this way did you get you know a lot of folks that reached out to you maybe um, from outside yeah. of officials so one
1: so one, one significant comment that I remember reading was um, I, can't, I can't remember the name, but it was a gentleman who said, I used to be a yell, uh, a hockey dad who yelled, my wife told me to put my money where my mouth is and strap on the skates. That was 25 years ago and I'm still roughing to this day. So it's, it, it's really nice to, to see that there are parents who, who have decided to to put their money where their mouth is. But, and, but yeah, overall, uh, there's, there's been a ton of parents who are saying, okay, you know what? I am one of those hockey dads or hockey moms. It's time reading this. It's time that I change. Yeah,
0: And certainly like we, we have uh, quite a few listeners across, you know, across the world here listening to this, to this podcast, listening to you speak. And I'm sure they're, they're pretty uh, excited or not even excited, is not the best word, but they're, they're pretty, uh, uh, captivated let's say by your message and your story i mean let's say you have some our referees in chief listening out there is there a message you might send to them in terms of maybe being proactive and getting this solved is there is there something you might you might uh, suggest to them out there um
1: just let your guys know that that they're fully supported in, in these types of situations and i'm lucky enough that the leagues that i worked for um i was fully supported and and i know that there are there are uh, overwhelmingly uh, there's an overwhelming number of, of refereeing chiefs who support their, their guys, but maybe just, maybe just go that extra step and send a message out and say, um, Hey, if you ever have an issue with a parent that, that gets to this bad or or to any degree where you feel threatened or you feel uh, like you, you don't want to come to the rink the next day, send me a message and we can, we can work through this and we can deal with this. But um, yeah, just, just have your guys backs.
0: Yeah. I think that, that's, that's terrific advice. And uh, I think that that's awesome. And I'm just Matt on the, on the more uh, uh, career side of things, I guess I'm, I'm interested to know, like what was your sort of path into officiating? I mean, you said you've been at it for quite a few years. Uh, what's sort of the story of, of your career?
1: Um, so I, uh, I started when I was 12. Uh, I had known a couple of guys, that were older than me who had started the ref and um, I happened to know my RIC and he said, uh, fire me an email, we'll get you in the process, we'll have you in for an interview. Uh, so I went for the interview and um, that was in 2011. Um, yeah, I'm on my I'm on my seventh season, um, just worked up to uh, Midget AAA. Uh, I, like you said in the, in the beginning, uh, I attended the NHL uh, Exposure Combine that was the best weekend of my life. Uh, so yeah, no i I've seen a lot of hockey, um, so that's why I felt like I, I I was able to to talk about this.
0: And even this whole theme in general, like, did you find there was maybe a difference from when you started out doing younger younger games to doing now? Is there is there a difference in sort of the abuse level you faced in your career?
1: Uh, no, no. Because in my I, I've had an issue since actually my first game on the ice. Uh we I had a coach yell at me. So no, I haven't really seen a change in the culture, but um I'm hoping that now we can we as a hockey community can start to change this. I I, I'm sorry I didn't have a better answer for you. Like I've seen this completely uh go to go to crap since I started, but no, it's it's been a culture in hockey. So
0: it's good to know the truth about that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just uh, sort of wrapping up into the final bit of the, of the interview, and I think this has been one of my favorites so far, Matt, to hear your story and just the impact that your message resonated with out there. And Thank you for that. I, for, for those out there that are listening, I mentioned this some RICs, but for those a lot of officials out there that maybe are in that first couple of years and they're still scared to go to the rink maybe because they, they, they know they're going to face that level of, of hostility or that level of abuse maybe in a, in a game. You know, for those younger officials out there that are listening, that, that That are going through those challenges. what piece of advice might you offer to them?
1: Keep at it um, and remember you're never alone on the ice. You've minimum got one one guy with you or depends on what level of hockey you've got another two guys with you or even three. So just know that that we as a refing community are a team and you, we're a team as much off the ice as we are on the ice so so just for those younger guys just just know that you're not alone and use use your team use your team because that's what we're there for at the end of the
0: day is backup yeah, that's that's a great message and we I think that's that's the impetus behind behind our project is becoming a team and and really leaning on each other because it's not an easy job that we, we do and, and for those no. let's let's say and, and you you were sort of there after you know this game I mean let's say you do have that young official who who gets who gets those that that really really tough game where he just he's going maybe driving in the car home after a game. I mean, is is there anything that you did that that kind of helped calm you down a bit, or to help deal with those situations? Is there is there things you tell yourself, or or what's what are, what are some of the thoughts be running through your head that might that officials out there might be able to apply to themselves after after games that are that are difficult?
1: At the end of the day, it's just a game. It, it's hockey. It's a game. It has literally no real life impact. So whatever happened on that ice, as soon as you walk out of that rink, you're done. That's it. That game is behind you. And that's, that's kind of the mentality that I've taken throughout my entire career as a ref is that as soon as I walk out that rink, my game's done. There's nothing I can change. There's nothing I can go back and reflect on because it's in the past and it happened. And it's just time to look forward to the next one.
0: Um, so Matt, thanks. Thanks again. This is this has been really insightful, and I think I speak for the whole officiating community. And I know you have got a ton of messages of support, but thank you for sharing this message because I think it's it's great as as, as much awareness as we can get out there. This has been really a, a tremendous job on your part to really take the lead and and put yourself out there. It's not easy to put a message like that out there, but thank you for doing that. I I, I think that that's it's been a, it's been a really good uh, good thing for for officials and for the game of hockey.
1: Uh uh no worries, no worries. I'm just I'm just glad that I got to tell my story. Uh thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, and uh, just curious, uh what do you got coming up on the schedule? Here any more games uh in the near future?
1: Uh yeah, I think I work uh I think I have six games in the next week. So yeah, those will be those will be fun to get back on the ice
0: mm. back in Kingston. Well, uh again for the listeners, this is Matt Bell and uh we appreciate you taking the time to chat. So I know you got uh, your studies to attend to and you got hockey going <laughs> on, so Thanks for setting some time aside in your schedule and uh, wish you all the best down the road. I'm sure we'll be, we'll be chatting, uh, chatting soon enough. Anytime. Thanks for having me on.